Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey, and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journey. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode number 25 of Excelsior Journeys. Um, It's an incredible feeling knowing that there are so many podcasts that are out there that don't even get past episode seven or episode nine. Here I am sitting at number 25. And a big reason why is because you guys keep on listening. And I am so grateful to all of you for giving um, me this chance to entertain you and introduce you to so many great people. And uh, just basically to you know to give you something to hopefully inspire you and to keep you motivated and to let you know that you are not alone in this race that we call life because there are so many people that are that are guests of uh, of different shows that are CEOs of their own of their own company and they're worth millions of dollars and God bless them for that um, I will not will never uh, disparage them for that at the same time you know so many of them when they're guests they're basically just saying how they did it and how you can too. And they're basically just kind of standing there at the finish line beckoning you on as as great of as great of a guest I'm sure so many of them are. I like to hear from the people that are in the race along with you um, because that is a great sign that you are not alone. you're you are you are passionate about something, you are chasing it down, you are making it a reality, and so are they. So are my guests. So if they are having their own um, th- their own journey, their own pitfalls, their own um, their own small victories as they make their way through, so do you. And I really hope that all of you are kind of taking that into consideration. Um, and so what I did for this particular episode, I'm going to make this a short one um, because what I did was I basically just kind of reached out to people, um, reached out to my previous guests and, you know, opened the door to any sort of questions or comments or anything about the show 
to see what um, to see it, you know, how you know the show can improve. See if there are any questions about anything, any comments, any suggestions, whatever. Um, and to to which I'm I'm also leaving that door wide open here. Uh, so if you are listening to this episode and you didn't realize that I was putting the word out for questions and you have something, by all means, reach out to me. I want to hear from you. Um, I want to make this show as interactive as possible. Um, and you can reach me uh, through my email, which is George H. Saroy, S-I-R-O-I-S, at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me there. Uh, like I said, I would love to hear from you. So, one of the things that uh, one of the things that I was asked uh, regarding um, from from uh, from a friend actually, uh, she was she was basically asking how I got into uh, audiobook narrating. Now, for some of you who don't know, um, I have just finished um, narrating and editing and uploading completely. Um, an audiobook for a client. And this is my third audiobook for this client. I'm so thrilled that he's been keeping me on to be his audiobook narrator. Um, and I've also I also have a, a novella that I'm narrating for someone else that I'm uh, that I'm gonna be jumping right back into uh, this week. Um, I've also done uh, several other novellas. I've done two other novels. One of them, including my own, Excelsior, and I also did one for Debbie Mamber Kupfer called Argentum, the second part in her Pause Saga. Um, and I've also done some short stories. Um, I have one that's uh, that's in the queue to do for Falcon Storm. So I'm really looking forward to jumping in on that because Falcon and Melissa Storm were very instrumental in get getting the uh, the Kickstarter campaign that I set up back in 2015 to the finish line. Um, so I really, you know, like I owe them a huge debt of gratitude and I will be uh, finally narrating Falcon's short story, one of his short stories, um, as a, as my way of, of basically like fulfilling my promise to them that I was going to uh, narrate a certain amount of words for a certain amount of money uh, for that Kickstarter campaign. And uh, that leads into what I was asked earlier, which was, um, how did I get into audiobook narrating? Now, for me, doing any sort of voiceover work was a dream for me. Um, when I was a kid, I grew up in the 80s. So I had Transformers. I had G.I. Joe. I had Voltron. I had um, I had Heathcliff. I obviously had Looney Tunes. I had Smurfs. I had, you know, like all these, all these cartoons. Like it was just wonderfully inundated thundercats silverhawks um cops i had um you know ducktales the original just so much so much great material out there so so many great um great animated series and that's not even counting um what i would want wind up falling for in the 90s with batman with x-men and you know like all all these other great shows and i was always really kind of you know gra- gravitating toward the voices. I always thought, wow, it would be so awesome to be able to do that as a regular thing. Um, And when my uncle took me to see Transformers the movie in 1986, um, that's when I got to see like an actual cast list. So I got to see for myself 
who was doing which voice because they never listed that in the closing credits of any of those shows. They would just have a list of the voice actors and that was it. They wouldn't say who they had done. So this is my first time seeing it that, you know, like, oh, okay. So Peter Cullen did Optimus Prime and Ironhide. There's Scatman Crothers. He did Jazz. There's Chris Latta. He did Starscream. There's Frank Welker. He did everyone else. Um, you know, obviously not everyone else, but, uh, you, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, but like Neil Ross doing uh, doing Springer and um, Corey Burton doing Shockwave and, you know, just so, so many, you know, amazing talent. Talented voices, um, Rob Paulson doing Slingshot, um, Arthur Berghardt doing Devastator, uh, Michael Bell doing Prowl and and Swoop. I mean, I could just go on and on and on uh, with, with all these guys, but they were my heroes. These guys were just like all these different actors that I had grown up just listening to, just really falling for. And um, when I studied theater. That's when, you know, like I was concentrating on, you know, different things I was doing on the stage. And so the animation kind of, you know, I always loved it, always wanted to do it, but it always kind of like took a back seat. But then in 2015, um, that was when I was let go at my, um, the job that I was doing, working for a church in Clayton. And during this period of time, it was, you can definitely say it was a dark time for the rebellion. Uh, because I was very down on myself and very uninspired and not really knowing what my next course of action was going to be. And then all of a sudden I came across a documentary that uh, that voice actor John DiMaggio, the guy who who um, who was the voice of Bender on Futurama, um, he did um, he did this wonderful documentary called I Know That Voice. And that's when he basically what he did was he he pulled he pulled back the curtain and got to reveal like all these wonderful actors that I had spent so many years listening to. Here they are right in front of us. And they're talking about all, you know, like how they started up. And it just really got me going. It was just like it just got me feeling like, OK, what do I really want to do? What is it? That, what is my real passion? What is it that I really want to focus on? And I really wanted to do that. And so I looked up Clayton Studios. It was the only studio that I knew um, was around because I was always passing by there on the way to the church over in Clayton. And I looked them up and I found out that they actually did lessons. They did actual voiceover lessons. And so I put the word out and asked is uh, has anyone has, has anyone done done uh, voiceover work in Clayton? I put that out on Twitter, and somebody else responded saying that yes, it's not cheap, but at the same time, you learn so much, and you really feel like you are you're ready to go after taking these classes. Something along those lines. And so the next day, I called up Clayton Studios and I talked to I was running it, Steve Moore, who's still who's still there, and I asked him about. Voice over St. Louis, which is the name of the program. And he broke it down for me. And he also told me the price, which was more than what I was able to put out for myself, especially considering the fact that I was now unemployed. Um, I was job hunting and I was definitely getting somewhere with a couple of a uh, couple of the different jobs that I uh, that I applied for. But um, 
but I just wasn't in a position where I could say, yes, I'm going to put that kind of money down for a possible pipe dream, something that may not even become a reality. And so what I decided to do was I basically realized that, you know, like, okay, I know a lot of writers on Facebook. I, you know, a lot of them, I consider my friends and they all have projects. They're all trying to get things off the ground. So why don't I help them? And so I put together a a Kickstarter campaign, basically saying, let me narrate your words for a thousand dollars, not for a thousand dollars, for a thousand words. $20 for 500 words, $10. And I set that up in this Kickstarter program and the responses started coming in and the money started coming in. And before I knew it, you know, like about a week or so before the end of the campaign, I had raised enough money to go to voiceover St. Louis. And so I reached out to Steve Morgan and I said to him, I have the money now. And, you know, like, um, and things seem to be going well with uh, with a couple of interviews that I'm doing uh, for, you know, for this one potential job. So um, if this has, if this is going to happen, it needs to happen at the next available session. And Steve says, well, here's the problem. We can only start doing this when we have at least three people that are signed on to do the class. And right now you're the only one. And it looked like that was going to continue to be the case. And so I said to him, just like, if there's anything that that I can do to move this process along so that way I can take these lessons right away, please let me know. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. It has to happen now because there is a good chance that I'm going to get this other job. And if I get that other job, that's going to eat up all my time. So I need to go forward with this. And he reached out to uh, the teacher of the class, a great gentleman named Jim Singer, and he told them my story, that I had raised the money to do this. And Jim was so taken by it that he offered to teach me one-on-one. And it was just an amazing experience because half half of the class was working with copy seeing which words to emphasize, um, seeing which words to not emphasize, um, how to properly um, how to properly enunciate certain words to really get them get the point across. And then the other half of the class was getting behind the microphone and seeing how I can do. And it was during that time that's when I decided to um, try narrating the first chapter of my book, Excelsior, for my publisher at the time. And I basically did this as an audition. I sent her the, um, I sent my publisher at the time the first chapter and she came back saying that she loved it and would be perfectly fine with me narrating the rest. And so I did. And it was, um, it took quite a bit of time. And during that time, I had gotten the job that I was interviewing for and they had actually reached out to me regarding um, possibly narrating some PowerPoint presentations for them. And it turns out that that wound up being a big part of that job that I would have for the next couple of years because no one else really wanted to do that sort of thing. And when they found out that somebody was actually 
going to classes to do it because that was one of the things that Jim Singer talked about that that was uh, that was kind of my going to be my forte doing um, e-learning, doing uh, internal business presentations, things like that. That was going to be my main strength. And so that's what I really wound up pushing. And we wound up doing, we wound up working together really well. And the timing wound up being so perfect because I went in to record my demos and they actually let me record both a commercial demo, which I was you know set on, plus an animation demo. They let me do two of them because I had some different voices in mind for it. And uh, what I wound up doing was I wound up recording it really quickly. I was in and out of there in about 45 minutes. Normally it takes a couple of hours to put a demo together, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I remembered what Jim had taught me and everything kind of fell together really well. And to the point where the producer was very surprised that we were all finished and only 45 minutes had passed. The very next day, I started my job at that at that other place over in Clayton, and so there was it was a very interesting way that everything kind of fell into place for that. Um, and it was during that time that's when I just kind of started looking around for any other potential um, potential books to narrate. Um, I have done some auditioning on ACX.com, which means Audiobook Creation Exchange, um, but very few really came of that. Actually, I don't think I've gotten any auditions for that. My forte has been to just reach out to the authors immediately, um, just one-on-one, and put together a little something to send in as an audition, or meet them face-to-face and kind of let them know what I can do. So... That's really how I got involved with audiobooks. It was, it's, you know, it's basically just on a client by client basis. Um, it hasn't become something yet where I can, um, you know, kind of put my feet up and, you know, like walk away from any other kind of work and just focus on this and writing full time. I would love it if that happens in the future, but right now it's not happening. Um, so I'm doing the best I can to really kind of make all of this work. So I want to thank you for um, for sending in that question, and um, I also, as uh, since I knew this was going to be a very special episode, I reached out to um, to my previous guests, and I asked them um, if they had three things that they would suggest regarding um, regarding their uh, line of work, their passion, their journey that they're on. Um, what would they suggest? Uh, what are three things that uh, that they would suggest for other people who would want who would want to kind of follow in their footsteps? And I'm getting right up to it right now um, because I had gotten quite a few, um, quite a few, um, uh, quite a few, quite a bit of feedback for uh, for this question. And let me go ahead and just uh, bring this up right now. So basically, my question that I asked them was, um, I asked uh, my previous guests to post three things that they think anyone would need to do or have if they want to succeed in their chosen field. And so, uh, thankfully, I did hear from quite a few people. Uh, the first one would be uh, would be Christina Erickson, who is an actress. 
uh, who is um, who is a direct who is wrote and directed her own short film um, and who is also a very, uh, very su- uh, successful yoga instructor. And so one of the things that she she said regarding uh, her answer was off the top of my head, a clear vision, tons of discipline and top line behavior and balls the size of two moons. So uh, definitely take that into consideration. Uh, for Jessica McHugh, uh, who is a of uh, an incredibly fl- um, just constantly uh, busy author who puts my body of work to shame. Uh, she is just a, a, an incredible author, uh, just an incredible voice that really needs more attention, um, who really deserves more attention. Um, she's she asked a desire for growth slash willingness to shut up, listen and learn a thick skin and gratitude. Very good. Very good. Um, Rebecca Jaycox, who is uh, not only one of my one of my dearest friends, uh, but is also a fellow author with Aloris Publishing uh, with her books, uh, The Other Inheritance and The Other Queen. She's currently writing part three of her trilogy called The Other War. And she and I are going to be at Barnes & Noble at West County Mall on Saturday, April 27th. We're going to be there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to be signing copies of both of of uh, she's going to have copies of both of her books. I'm going to have copies of Excelsior and Ever Upward. And um, so I reached out to her and these are the answers that she had. Develop a tough skin, always strive to improve and never give up. And she also said an eye for detail and a willingness to be honest regarding editing. Uh, Because if it wasn't for her edit, her great editing skills, Excelsior and Ever Upward wouldn't be anywhere near what they are today. So um, there you go with the gratitude, because um, that is, as I definitely have a hell of a lot of gratitude for everything that, uh, that she has done. Um, and I've also heard from Natalie Bushnell, who is a wonderful, um, who is a wonderful spiritual healer. Um, and a great, you know, like motive and a great motivational speaker, somebody who can, um, she is, is someone that will be able to help you determine the clear path to your life. And, um, it's been just an absolute joy having her in my life as my friend. Um, she has said, uh, for her, she said dedication to living their soul's purpose, emotional intelligence and a willingness to be different and an addiction to growth and expansion. And um, I also heard from my friend Luke Annand, uh, who is um, who is some who is uh, finally getting somewhere regarding uh, regarding screenwriting. He has been involved in film in some way or another for quite a few years up in Canada, and things are finally starting to go his way. And I'm really, really thrilled to see what happens then because. And what he says, the main things that that you really need are patience, patience, and patience. The people you think are overnight successes have, in fact, been doing, uh, been grinding away at it for years. And it's only through toughing it out and not giving up that they're able to achieve any kind of success. So be patient. So, and I also heard from a wonderful artist, Elizabeth Meggs, uh, somebody who I'm proud to have been a classmate of hers back in high school. Uh, she and I took drama one, two, and three together. And she said three crucial things 
unstoppable, enthusiastic, disciplined determination, a willingness to allow unedited thought and imagination during your working process, and most importantly, a sense of humor. And I couldn't agree more. Um, so thank you, all of all of uh, you know my previous guests. I know there are several more uh, guests that I hadn't heard from, but um, whatever the case, you know, um, I know you're all out there. You're all grinding away. You're all following your passions, all pursuing your dreams and turning them into a reality. And I really hope that all of you are doing the same. Um, so like I said, I'm going to keep this one short. Um, thank you so much for being a part of episode number 25 of helping me get this far. Um, it's been over 1300 downloads so far. It's been just an absolute joy. Um, hearing from all of you, um, getting your suggestions, getting your, um, getting your reactions to certain episodes and also getting so many requests to be on the show that real, that's, that, that really means a lot to me knowing that you want to be a part of this. So I am going to, uh, leave you with this. Just keep on following your dreams, keep on pursuing them and don't give up. Uh, like everyone said, it's all about patience. It's all about determination. It's about gratitude. Um, and it's about having a thick skin. And if you can combine all of that and into your journey, then it's not, it's going to be nothing but golden for you. So, uh, for all of my previous guests, uh, the ones you've heard from the ones you haven't, uh, and all of the guests that we have up and coming. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and we'll see you next week. 